Good morning. Thank you so much, Hillary. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about American financing. Uh, how many times a day would you say you pick up your phone and scroll through Facebook and, you know, just I'm going to just check one thing and then you end up uh, on Facebook for 20 minutes. A 10 minute phone call uh, to American financing would be time much uh, better spent. Uh, it's it is time to call American financing and refinance your home. Save yourself a lot of money. Take your your uh, credit cards that are you're probably paying anywhere from 15 to 21 percent. You'll never pay that off. It's time to take that and roll it over uh, and uh, and make sure that you are paying the least amount to these banks and to the credit card companies. You need to save money. Now is the time to do it with American Financing. AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. 800-906-2440. or AmericanFinancing.net. America and welcome to the program. So I hear it's Blackout Tuesday where people are standing in solidarity with uh, Black Lives Matter and with this movement that is burning our country down to the ground. Well, I'm going to go another way. I'm going to talk to you about all of the products that we have today at uh, shop.theblaze.com. I'm going to talk to you about all of the great things you can get and urge you to buy today. I'll explain in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All righty then. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Relief Factor is the way to get out of pain. At least it was for me. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to order more month after month. You're not doing that if it doesn't work. I have talked to so many people that have gotten off of prescription drugs and oxycodone and all of that stuff because this was the first thing that actually worked for them beside the oxycodone, which I I contest does not really work. It just makes you not care about the pain. It's like, oh, I'm on fire. Huh. I should do something about that. This actually allows you to get your life back. This is not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and it reduces the inflammation that causes most of our pain. I want you to go to relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84, 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. Hello, America. So I want to talk to you a little bit about, first of all, what I saw in the papers today or on online, the Huffington Post. Occupy Democrats 
Tin pot dictator Donald Trump reinforces White House compound with federal troops and hides in bunker as America burns. First of all, let me just say this. Um, when you are the president of the United States, there's one thing that you don't control, and that is your own safety. When the Secret Service says you're going, you're going. You don't believe me? We'll talk to a Secret Service agent here in a minute. These guys are trained to pick the president up by the belt and move him quickly. And it's the one time, the only time, really, that the president can be restrained. And he can say, I'm the president, damn it. It doesn't matter if the Secret Service believe there is a danger. And, gee, there was a danger, wasn't there? Uh, I think there were 50 Secret Service agents that were injured when the president went to the bunker. I don't know. I think if you have 50 Secret Service agents go down or are injured around the White House protecting the president, I think the president probably should be in the bunker. But it's good to see the Huffington Post run to that very credible source, Occupy Democrats. Uh, then you have NPR, police tear gas, peaceful Americans for Trump Bible stunt in latest proof. He's the dictator we thought he was really. He's the dictator. Let me say this. First of all, on the dictatorship, uh, Donald Trump has done absolutely everything the opposite. And I have to tell you, because I told you I would. This is what I predicted back in 2015 or 16. I said that there would be a depression, there would be a collapse and a depression the last year of his uh, presidency. And this guy would be more FDR than FDR himself. Now, I told you that if I was wrong, I would tell you this is the one thing that was left on my bucket list of Donald Trump things that he was going to do. Well, he hasn't done it. He's, in fact, done the opposite. The dictators have been the Democrats and the Democrats who are all local. What are the odds? What are the odds that out of the 26 cities, the major cities that were on fire and are still on fire, what are the odds that only one of them is a Republican? The, the cities are, are run by a Republican. Only one out of the 26 cities. Hmm. Gee, that seems kind of coincidental, doesn't it? We now know, and I'll give you this in a minute, we now know these are organized. And who do you think they're organized by? Do you think they're organized by the Salvation Army? Or maybe the army called Antifa and their, co and their uh, usual suspects of Occupy Democrats and the Bernie Sanders bros. All of the people who have been calling for violence. Vox. White House officials refused to deny Trump-ordered chemical weapons ban from warfare on peaceful protesters outside White House prior to photo op. Chemical weapons? Or do you mean pepper spray? Because I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure technically that falls into chemical weapons, but I don't think pepper spray uh, is accepted by the average person 
as chemical weapons. Nice job. New York Times, far right and white supremacist group agitate online for Civil War II or the Great Boogaloo following George Floyd, a Floyd protest, despite the fact the, the source they quote finds I have not seen any clear evidence that white supremacists or militiamen are masking up and going out to burn and loot. Oh, good thing the, uh, the um, Southern Poverty Law Center is on this one for the New York Times. Ice Cube has now tweeted, will Trump be the first U.S. president to nuke an American city? You know, if your name is Ice Cube, I don't think I care. Daily Mail in the U.K., bricks and bottles found stashed at riot flashpoints could have been planted by police or right-wing extremist groups. Ah, CNN right-wing terrorist organizations 10 times more likely to kill Americans than left-wing ones. You know, may I ask you, um, if you know history, CNN, which I clearly know, you either don't or you are just mangling history, uh, you will see that it is always the left-wing in America. It is the violence on the streets that come from the left in America. They, they've killed more people. Uh, than any of the extremists on the right. But I'm not defending right-wing extremists. I don't want to be around right-wing extremists. I don't want to be around people who say this is a white country only. I condemn that. But here's what I'm not going to do today. I am not going to bow down to the mob in the street or the mob uh, in... Uh, uh, in social media, the social media mob that is making everybody feel like they have to say something. They have to take a stand on this. You know, I was talking to my producers about 40 minutes ago as we were getting ready to go on the air. And I said, I am not qualified to talk to America today. I feel I feel exactly like you do. I am. A, I am just a citizen like you. I'm nothing more. And I'm looking at this situation saying, okay, what is the best thing I can do? What is it that I need to say to the American people? What do they need to hear? And what do we do to make sure that we, we aren't falling into some sort of trap? And then I thought to myself, you know, I don't really give a flying crap about traps. I don't really care. And if I lose my job because I'm saying something that the the mob online doesn't like, so be it. So be it. I am not going to black out my social media. I am not going to respond to those on social media. If you choose to black out uh, and, uh, and, and make sure that you don't post anything today, good for you. Sincerely, good for you. I'm not going to bow down to the pressure of the mob. They, do, they don't want us to sell anything today. And you're going to get all kinds of heat if you do sell anything today. Well, I just want you to know the uh, shop.theblaze.com is open for business and we have all kinds of stuff uh for you to buy pat is with me now pat you've got really you got more on trivia t-shirts 
Yes, I Those do. are fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very popular. Uh, so we've got that. Uh, we have a uh, pretty new one that people seem to like, uh, which simply says, I don't know, ask Cardinal Joe Tobin of Newark, which we explained last week. I love, I love that one. <laughs> I do like the T-shirt. I do like the T-shirt. Andrew Cuomo is just awful. Yes, that's a stew um, T-shirt. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. Making the apocalypse yeah. fun since 2017 is available. Uh, mm-hmm, Shop.theblaze.com. Mm-hmm. So, so there's there's lots of different products, lots of different mm-hmm. apparel. Uh, there's uh, you know Glenn Beck mugs. There's Stephen Crowder mugs. Chad Prather shirts and and uh, hats. There's uh, Dave Rubin stuff up there. So whoever you really like, you just go ahead and just and go to shop.theblaze.com. <laughs> And I'm really not doing this because I make any money on it. I'm really doing it just to say to the mob, I don't care. I don't care. I am clear. What, what happened to George Floyd was wrong. It was awful. I'm glad the police officer is in jail. I'm glad there's a, a federal investigation on this. And I think the investigation should continue and should look at those who were around him and did nothing. If they saw him do this, if they understood what was happening, they also should go to jail. I'm very mm-hmm. clear on this. Equal justice, not preferred justice for one group or another, but equal justice. And the black community has been uh, has been abused for a, it, long enough in America. We have made great progress, and I believe most of our police officers are good. However, some of our police departments do toe the blue line, and they don't get rid of people that should be gotten rid of. Those people need to be fired. If they have a problem, if they are part of this, if they are racist, the police officers on the force need to rat them out and get them fired. They need to go away. We have to be able to trust our police. Period. Now, don't tell me what I have to do. Don't tell me that I can't sell something or I have to comment on social media one way or another. Because you don't control me. That, my friend, is fascism. Not what the president said that he was going to do last night. That has been done by president after president. Oh, by the way, that was done through the Insurrection Act of 1807. And it has been used with the Rodney King riots. And it's going to be used again by Donald Trump. But the the time that it was most effective was quashing the KKK, a terrorist group. When the KKK sets out and puts on masks, there is no difference between what they intend to do than what Antifa intends to do. They are both terrorist organizations. And what is the goal of a terrorist organization? To shut you up or to change your behavior by force or fear. So screw you, Antifa. Screw you. Anybody who says, oh, you, you gotta, you gotta shut up. You can't say those things. You have to say this today. You have to not say anything today. You have to sell or not sell today. 
No, thank you. I'm out. Back in a minute. Uh, all right, let me tell you about LifeLock. Here's something to ponder. Recently, a hacker group called the Shiny Hunters claimed to have breached 10 companies and is now selling the user databases on the dark web marketplace for illegal products. Those companies range from an online dating app to a food delivery service to online stores and newspapers. The listed databases hold 73.2 million user records, which are now being sold for about $18,000 each. So... You want to have your life controlled by people who are doing things on the dark web? LifeLock, LifeLock will help stop all of that. They're the major leader in identity theft protection. They're the ones that you need if you're going to protect yourself against cyber criminals like the shiny hunters when they go after all of your information. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft, but these guys are the best in the business. And the thing I like about them is they have somebody to help you fix it should things go wrong. Save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BECK now. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK for 25% off. That's lifelock.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I really want to invite you to uh, have your voice be heard today. I'd like I'd like to hear from you at 888-727-BECK. I'd like to hear from you if your business has been taken from you uh, from the uh, rioting. I'd like to hear from the cops that are out on the street. I don't know how you're doing it. I really don't know how you're doing it. But my hat's off to the police officers. Um, I'd like to hear from you if you're just... Like I am in a small little town. I'm in a town of about 500 people. And I think everybody's kind of looking at this and scratching their head and saying, what the hell is happening? I'd like to hear from you if you are, you know, anywhere near this. One one of our producers lives just a couple of blocks away from where all the looting is. And she's got her pistol on her uh, bedstand and on her on her kitchen table, she's carrying it with her when she wherever she goes in the house because she feels unsafe in the house. I'd like to hear from you eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Also on Thursday, I'm doing a special broadcast that will be available for Blaze subscribers uh, on the platform, so it will be on demand only, but it will be live and on demand, but not on the regular. You won't be able to see this on. Um, you know, on Pluto or anything else, because it's going to be live at blazetv.com. I'm also going to make it available on YouTube because I think it needs to be heard on Thursday, June 4th. Uh, and we'll give you the time as we get closer here uh, later this week. I'm going to be talking to Davis Harris Jr. Uh, David is uh, the author of Why I Couldn't Stay Silent, One Man's Battle as a Black Conservative. Ray Johnson, he is a 25-year-old doctoral African-American student who has been marching with the Black Lives Matters, except he says, I know there are good cops and bad cops. What we're trying to do is get the good cops uh, to help us get the bad cops out, and he's, he's interesting. Sheriff uh, Chris Swanson, he's the guy who was brave enough when he started to see things get a little bit out of control, took off his shield and put down the baton and said, let's just talk. 
uh, and really change things in Flint, Michigan. Dave Rubin is going to be joining us as well. Sam Arnold, he's a university uh, professor of political science. He passionately defends economic and political theories of the left. And Carlin Borisenko, a psychologist who is completely unafraid to call out either side the way she sees it. She says everyone in politics is being dishonest. We just want to have a conversation about what's really going how uh, what's really going on and how we get past this. It will be live. It's a uh, it's a kind of a uh, a dinner, a virtual dinner that we've done this before, but usually face to face. But we're gonna we're just gonna jump on Zoom uh, and and have a conversation. And you are more than welcome. In fact, you're encouraged to attend. That is on Thursday. <sighs> so how was your night, Pat? Ah, I spent part of it uh, loading up my magazines with uh, bullets. Just in case. Just in did case. You really? I did. Yeah, I did. did you, you did? Loaded up every magazine I had, made sure that there was uh, you know, plenty of ammo. Just because they've they've they warned us we're coming to the suburbs. And so if you come into my house, <laughs> just know that uh, I've got full magazines. And uh, this is a pretty good indication of why magazines need more than six bullets in them. Because if 30 yeah. people are attacking you, you and think? your family at your house, mm-hmm. you're going to need you're going to need plenty of of ammunition. Did you see that people are arming themselves all over the uh, country? They're they're going out. A liquor store in California actually used an AR-15 to protect his property from looters uh, in Los Angeles. And there's been a massive spike in gun and ammunition sales. The background checks break all of the May records. Did you see uh, the the uh, sheriff in Polk County, Florida? Did you did you hear his? Yes. Ah, uh, that's good. I think he's going to be on today. That's good yeah. stuff. I sheriff think he's Judd, be on with us today. I believe his name is right, Sheriff Judd. Yeah, and he's the guy who said, "Blow them out the back door if they're yeah. if they're coming into your yeah, house." I yeah, I highly here, recommend. Here yeah, here it is. We have received information in social media that some of the criminals were going to take their criminal conduct into the neighborhoods. I would tell them if you value your life, you probably shouldn't do that in Polk County because the people of Polk County like guns. Mm -hmm. They have guns. I encourage them to own guns and they're going to be in their homes tonight with their guns loaded. And if you try to break into their homes to steal, to set fires, I'm highly recommending they blow you back out of the house with their guns. That's amazing. Mm. So leave the community alone. A great is that for him. Yep. More in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. We have Dan Bongino on to talk about the president here in just a second. Stand by for that. My pillow uh, wants you to know that they love you and they are appreciative of everything that you have done for their company. Uh, and, uh, they want to remind you that they are there to give you a great night's sleep. I brought my white, my, uh, my, uh, my pillow with me to the ranch here where I'm, I'm staying for a couple of weeks and, uh, I've never brought a pillow. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think all pillows are created, uh, you know, equal. 
Uh, but I, I will tell you that this is a pillow that I never thought I would like, and now I can't sleep without it. It is a great pillow. It's MyPillow.com. Go there and uh, find out their specials, new radio listener specials. Enter the promo code back. Click on the new radio listener specials and check out the buy one, get one free deals. Also, deep discounts on all other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Promo code back. MyPillow.com. Don't forget to use promo code Glenn for $10 off your subscription right now at blazetv.com. Well, of course, CNN is uh, talking about uh, the White House bolstering its defenses. Uh, CNN reported that it was bolstering the White House defenses like authoritarian countries do. Um, st- uh, Pat, tell me the last time you heard of 50 Secret Service agents uh, hurt in any kind of confrontation. Um, that was the 15th of uh, never. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of that. I never don't think heard I've of ever it. heard of that. Uh, and the president doesn't decide when he goes to the, ba- uh, to the bunker. It's my understanding. But somebody who does know this is Dan Bongino, the host of the Dan Bongino Show, and a former Secret Service agent uh, that was on the uh, presidential detail at the uh, White House for uh, Barack Obama. Hello, Dan. How are you? Glenn, good to talk to you. Yeah, you're right. That Great analysis to... is correct. Okay, so tell so, so so first of all, tell me the last time you heard of any story with fifty Secret Service agents killed at any time in American history, or not killed or but injured. Yeah. Never. I mean, I can recall uh, being at G7s, you, you know, UNGA, UN General Assemblies up in New York, where we've, you know, there was a WTO. Well, we've had, you know, here and there at perimeters, we've had people injured, things thrown at them, bottles generally. Um, but even overseas, where we were over in, in Georgia, um, I wasn't on that trip, but I was in the training center at the time. That time where they threw the grenade at President Bush, I don't know if you remember that one. Um, even mm-hmm. then, the injury count uh, of the agents and staff and everyone was far less than what we saw at this insurrection at the White House. Listen, Glenn, that, that was not a, a protest. It, it should have been, and it could have been. There were obviously legitimate gripes here um, that, that should be aired. But that's not what that was. This is an insurrection. It was a riot. And I can tell you uh, from sources of mine that were there, uh, more than credible and unimpeachable, um, that the attack on the White House, and that's what it was over a period of days, was very organized. Um, it was done using very strategic tactics. They were using this kind of lift and shift model where they would hit a certain point, get the officers there, get the Secret Service Uniform Division there. And then when they got them in one spot, they would move to another spot trying to sense the Achilles heel. This is not the stuff, Glenn, of a, of a bunch of like, you know, two bit criminals who just found themselves at the White House on a Saturday and Sunday night. I want to be crystal clear. This was organized by Antifa terrorists. It's not a joke. It's not hyperbole. These were people committed to an insurrection that was thankfully put down. So, uh, Dan, let me go before we get back into all of that. Let me go back to the other. Uh, They're saying that, you know, uh, he was a coward for hiding in the bunker, et cetera, et cetera. Does the president have a right to say no 
when the Secret Service says, you have to move now, Mr. President? Well, let me give you the textbook, and then let's throw out the textbook and talk reality. So the textbook answer to that is no, he doesn't have the right to say no. Um, The Secret Service has the authority under Title 18, U.S. Code 3056 to protect the president, however they they deem necessary. Um, Here's the real world. He's the president of the United States. And, and I always refer back when questions like this come up to that uh, dopey movie. Was it the American president or something? Michael J. Fox is the chief yeah. of staff. Yeah. And Marge, says, well, I, I want to get out and, uh, and, and jump out here and say hello to some people. And he says something like, you know, there's no jumping, Mr. President. If the president wants to get out and jump out and say hello to people, he's going to do it. I can't tell you how many times we told President Bush and President Obama, it's probably not a good idea that you do this. And they do it anyway. I mean, I can only recall one situation where they shut the president down um, when they told him we are absolutely not going to do this. So, you know, he if he says I'm not going, they're probably not going to take him. Having said that, in a situation like that, where there was very little doubt amongst those people, they were trying to storm that White House. I think they would have overrode in there. So, Mr. President, we're really sorry. You can punish us later for this, but we've got to go. He did not make that call. Dan, you, Trump. D- Dan, you know that I, uh, I'm i protected by uh, Gavin DeBecker and Associates, and you know who they are, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And there is a difference between when they say, we highly recommend, we really don't want you to, and I can override them. But there are also times that I have been where they have picked me up by my pants like the president and thrown me into the car uh, and said, I'm sorry, you're not doing it or we're not protecting you. We will not guarantee your safety on this. We won't protect you. And we've gone to war zones and everything else. Um, But there has been a couple of times where they said no. And I had no choice unless I wanted to fire all of them. Uh, And which, you know, I didn't. The president can't fire the Secret Service. They do have the right. And if 50 Secret Service men and women were injured, they're at the White House trying to protect the White House. I got to believe they walked in and said, I don't care what you're saying, Mr. President. 50 Secret Service agents have just been injured. You're in the bunker. Yeah. And and, uh, yeah, you're right. And and just to, to double down on what you're talking about here. Number one, the president is one of the few protectees who cannot, what we call the Secret Service, sign off. Um, other protectees, foreign dignitaries, um, they can sign off. They can literally sign a piece of paper saying, I don't want you guys here, whatever. I'm going out to party on a Saturday night. I don't want you around. And the right. Secret Service right. can say, okay, there's a, there's a paper. They sign it, and that's the end of it. The president of the United States cannot do that. He has no authority, even himself, to sign off, none. Zero, number one. And number two, you're right. Oh, you have a private security team. It's very good. But they have professional liability standards, too, Glenn. If you said, listen, I want to walk into this serial murderer's house on a Saturday night while he's high on drugs, and I'd like you guys to, and they say, hey, that's a really bad idea. They're not going to let you do it because they'd be humiliated when you get murdered. They'd be on the front page. Correct. Don't be security firm. Let's Glenn Beck get himself killed. They're not going to do that. So in a situation like Sunday, Saturday night, where we're looking at a, a darn insurrection at the White House, I don't blame the Secret Service one bit for saying, Mr. President, we really got to go. And shame on the media, by the way, for painting this as some kind of situation where Trump ran like a coward. You know what he said yesterday? He said, fellas, hold my beer. You think I'm going to sit in the White House? I'm going to take my ass. 
I'm going to show you the stones I do have. And you, whether you like this guy or not, I'm going to walk across the street in the middle of, an, of a riot in the middle of D.C. And I'm going to show you whose streets these really are. They're ours, the American well, they, people. They're not the streets of the rioters. He's getting heat for that because they used they're actually calling tear gas chemical weapons. Uh, that he used chemical weapons on that uh, crowd of protesters without any warning, which yeah. we know for a fact is not true. We know people that were there, and they say that there were two warnings issued. Warning, va- evacuate the area, evacuate the area, uh, and, or, or you will be uh, confronted with tear gas. So they warned people. Uh, and the president, if he's got to go someplace, he's going someplace. And I, I don't think that was a problem at all. I, I, I don't. Re- yeah. And I candidly don't give a rat's ass anymore with the media says they're actually putting the president of the United States and government figures in danger. You may say, oh, my gosh, Dan, that's rough to say. Is it really? Uh, let me tell you something. If they did not report on this bunker incident and it just either kept the lid on it or reported on it responsibly saying, hey, the Secret Service made a security call to remove the president of the bunker. Instead of writing stupid articles like the president runs in shame to the bunker, which is totally false and made up, Glenn, ironically, by writing like that, they incentivize the president to go out and say, listen, now we have to do some kind yep. of symbolic show of yep. force or we're going to lose the White House. They don't understand, mm-hmm. like, because they're not smart. They're morons. These are imbeciles with double digit IQs who are only in this to aggravate an already bad situation. And it's a shame because they're really incentivizing this kind of stuff to happen. They don't even see their role in it. So, Dan, you came to me when I was on Fox can I tell this story? Have we told this story before? Yeah, of course. My gosh, that was yeah. that was so long ago. That was great. So long ago. <laughs> yeah, you, and you were you were there at the White House uh, during Obama, and you came to me during a show, and I remember coming over to shake your hand uh, and say hello, and you said in the break, "I'm leaving the White House because I'm watching you, and I know I'm seeing you know everybody watching in the White House, and I know what you're saying is true." Um, you were there. Can you talk a little bit about Obamagate and, uh, you know, what we're probably not going to even care about at the end of this summer that we should care about? I think I said on your show, a video, I'm pretty sure because the, the thing went nuclear, like fire. this has to be maybe eight, nine years ago. I'm almost positive it was your show where I warned that the problem with the Obama administration was he was surrounded by sycophants who wouldn't tell him what he couldn't do. And, and, and when you yes. combine that, and you may say, and, and listen, to, to be fair here, every administration has sycophants. You may say, even, even the administration mm-hmm. now, everyone does. As, sure. The problem with the Obama administration, I think the warning I gave on your show is, when you combine that with this toxic stew, Glenn, of media permissibility, where the media, in contrast yep. to Trump with Obama, everything he did was okay, you invite a Lord Acton scenario where power corrupts, mm-hmm. and, and what do they say? All great men are, you know, bad men. Uh, you have a bad guy, Obama, with, a, I think, bad motivations, who had no control mechanism. There was no choke point for his behavior. And Obamagate, at the end, I had left the Secret Service uh, by the time Obamagate was happening. But from my sources and the books I wrote about it, who were feeding me information about what happened, my FBI guys, 
It is the biggest scandal in American history, and it's a direct result of the media <laughs> refusing to call out the president of the United States, yep. abusing and weaponizing the powers at his discretion. It was a shame. What he did is disgraceful. So is there a possibility that it is this same deep state that is supporting? I mean, I, I look at, you know, George Soros and the State Department and the the riots going all the way back to the Arab Spring that they helped produce uh, and topple different governments. This is taking the same kind of course. Is is there a chance that the deep state is involved in this at all? You know, it's funny. We didn't plan this. I didn't talk to you before the show, but I'm actually writing a different book. And I don't even want to. I'm not even going to tell you that because I'm not interested. But I just want to put this out there. I'm done with it. I actually finished it. And the book is about following this deep state money trail. And it's interesting you bring up Soros. You know, everybody, oh, my gosh, you can't talk about. So, no, no, I will. I'll talk about whatever the hell I want. You could kiss my ass. Um, I'm not listening to any leftist <laughs> media narrative. It's, it's, no, I'm dead serious. Like, I give exactly. No, I know you are. <laughs> no, so I, I, I Yeah, you. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to these media matters lunatics. Um, I actually have the documents and a money trail showing that the same people, Glenn, in this deep state that the left says doesn't exist, involved in the Spygate thing and the advancement of false narratives emanating from Ukraine and elsewhere. Trump's a spy. He's colluding with the Russians. Mm -hmm. You know, he's from the Goldfinger mm -hmm. James Bond movies. Oh, my gosh. The same exact people were involved in the impeachment hoax. The same people. It's on paper. Just look at the documents. Yeah. It's on paper. But the media will never tell you that story because when you bring up Soros, right. oh, my gosh, George Soros. Oh, this is you can't bring up. No, I'll bring up whatever the hell I want. And that's in the book. It's the so your assertion there is entirely accurate. It is the exact same people. They have they're all over. Their fingerprints are on everything. And it's really gross that yeah. the media won't get their heads out of their collective rear ends and report on this. Well, they're, I think they're part of it. I think, they, um, I think they would rather have a world with Antifa than a world with Donald Trump and people who go to church. That's the way it feels, at least. I mean, isn't uh, Dan Bongino. I mean, have you seen their covering yeah. for them? I mean, it's gross. You I know? know. I know. Dan Bongino, great to have you on. You can find him at uh, Bongino.com, B-O-N-G-I-N-O.com, Bongino.com, and follow him at D Bongino on Twitter. Thank you so much, Dan. Appreciate it. Yeah, so Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks are the perfect thing to send a dad. I mean, unless your dad is a, you know, a vegan or a vegetarian. Uh, but uh, most dads, hmm, giant steaks from uh, Omaha Steaks, the best. So go to omahasteaks.com and enter the promo code back into the search bar. You're going to see all of the great options available. Many of them include free shipping and a free pound of steak cut bacon. Oh, you had me at bacon. World famous Omaha steaks, the burgers, the franks, the sausages, uh, all of it, chicken. And now they also have really, really great side dishes, one-step family meals, and great desserts. Right now, Father's Day packages are ready to order and ready to ship. Many include free shipping and a free pound of steak-cut bacon. Oh, OmahaSteaks.com. OmahaSteaks.com. Make sure you type back into the search bar to shop for Father's Day today. They delivered guarantee quality and safety with every order. OmahaSteaks.com. Promo code back. 
This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Uh, a Wisconsin man uh, has uh, an interesting idea um, on ways to control these riots. Um, on Saturday, uh, he went to uh, he went to a, 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 a protest, really, uh, with, with his solution. Uh, he, he brought his solution on a trailer. Now, th- this uh, this protest had about 100 people there. Uh, and, um, he said, I've got a backup plan in case the police can't control it. Um, and so he, what, what he brought was 12 crates of bees that were on the back of a trailer. Uh, and he put them in a parking lot near the protest. Uh, and, uh, he, he claimed that they were riot control bees and, uh, they were in their holding yard, uh, waiting to, clear the streets of uh, Janesville and keep peace in this country. He said, I'm willing to bring them in and uh, kick them over if things get out of control. He said, I'm just here for the police. It's just a backup plan uh, for the riot control bees. So I, I, I don't, I don't know if they're official papered uh, riot control bees, but I've seen horses on uh, on airplanes lately because they're emotional support animals. So, who are you to judge the riot control bees? <laughs> wow, wow! All right, uh, coming up, the president calls out the National Guard. Can he do that? Oh my gosh! Oh yes, he can. But should he? I have a kind of a different idea. It's the Glenn Next. Beck program. So what's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that is so complicated that you never use it. That is exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simpler is safer. And it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now. When feeling safe at home has never been more important, Simply Safe is there. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. You can order online with a click of a button. Nobody's coming to your house. You open a box, place the sensors up, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician, no salespeople. They don't disrupt your life. And you don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. This is why Simply Safe was named Best Overall Home Security of 2020 by U.S. News & World Report. Head to simplysafebeck.com and get a free HD camera just because you listen to my show at simplysafebeck.com. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So glad that you've joined us today. We have got quite an hour for you. Uh, I want to talk to you about the Insurrection Act of 1807 because I just think that's... Uh, whew, sorry, I fell asleep <laughs> there in the middle of that sentence. Uh, the people are asking, can the president send in troops into a uh, into a state that the governor says i don't want those troops uh yes actually he can constitutionally he can because of that uh that law in seven in 1807 <laughs> <laughs> ah, i gotta avoid that topic uh but he can do it and we'll tell you uh how and why but i have a different opinion i have another question should he do it? Hmm. 
should he send those troops into states where the governors say, nah, let it burn? Should he do it? In 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. My gosh. And, and it is the Glenn Beck Program. That's what's so crazy about this every day. Um, I think we can agree home security uh, kind of important right now. Pat told me about an hour ago that you were literally at home putting uh, bullets. Yes, into my magazine gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And good for you for using the word magazine and not clips. Thank you. So mm-hmm. good for you. Uh, so you got them all loaded up? I did. Yeah, every, every magazine and- I have is full of bullets. All I have to do is stick it into the AR-15 now. And it's yeah, ready to no. rock. Right now, there are there are liberals who are waking up and going, "Jeez, oh. I gotta get one of those." Can I use Can I <laughs> yes. use Time Magazine? And I'll just put them. I just put them in the middle of Time Magazine, and then yes. I throw them at the. That's exactly yeah, what you that's do. What you, yes, exactly what you do. We can all agree that home security now is really, really important. I want you to please check out Simply Safe. It's designed to be easy to use, but also incredibly effective at protecting your whole home 24-7. You can order online with a click of a button. You can open the box. You place the sensors. You plug it in. And now your home is protected. For 50 cents a day, without any contract or anything else, 50 cents a day, it'll get the monitoring that you have been looking for. And it will get the monitoring where they will be able to verify what's going on in your house. So the, the, the police will actually arrive in the average time. I think it's seven minutes where the average time of an alarm going off at somebody else's house that doesn't have Simply Safe is about 43 minutes. SimplySafe.com. SimplySafe.com. Go there now. Uh, make sure you let them know that the Glenn Beck program sent you. SimplySafeBeck.com. Go there today. Oh, yeah, man. Just trying to get some monies. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I watched uh, I watched a video from New York last night. I mean, the, the news is not giving you the news. Uh, you, you just watch some raw video from, you know, uh, people's Facebook feeds or Twitter feeds or, or whatever. And you will see what's really going on. Uh, it's amazing. We would not have any idea if we didn't have social media, if we didn't have people uh, they quite frankly, are dumb enough to tape themselves doing it. Now, yesterday, the president said this from the uh, Rose Garden. The following measures are going into effect immediately. First, we are ending the riots and lawlessness that has spread throughout our country. We will end it now. Today, I have strongly recommended to every governor to deploy the National Guard in sufficient numbers that we dominate the streets. Mm. Mayors and governors must establish an overwhelming law enforcement presence until the violence has been quelled. If a city or state refuses to take the actions that are necessary to defend the life and property of their residents, then I will deploy the United States military and quickly solve the problem for them. (laughs) Mm. Good for you. Good for you. This is not the act of a fascist. What this is, is a president 
using the act of 1807. It's the Insurrection Act, and it has been used time and time again. One of the most important times uh, that it was used was was used to protect African-Americans. It was heavily used right after Lincoln died during Reconstruction to send American troops down to make sure that the Klan was stopped, that people could vote. Well, the governors didn't want the U.S. troops there. Well, the president at the time issued the order based on the insurrection order because they were they were being you know they were causing insurrection this is they're not obeying the laws and the governors aren't doing anything about it so this is a federal law and they enforced it with federal troops so can he can he actually do it the answer is yes but let me give you a couple of stories and then ask you a different question uh let's go uh let, let's start let's start uh here just give me some of the headlines governors back massive protests after months of banning large gatherings now andrew cuomo said i stand behind the protesters and their message okay you you're not letting anybody go out into the streets into groups because of covid now maybe it's that they know that all of these people are going to be wearing masks but i highly doubt it he went on and said yesterday that what the president did was despicable and the president doesn't have a right to it and he doesn't want any of these federal troops in new york now the president just said if the governors don't do it he will my question is should he should he or should he let these cities burn to the ground and let the governors face the people i think the president should be very clear andrew cuomo said he didn't want any help americans in manhattan i want you to know we're there for you but i am not going to be called a dictator for doing this uh, and that's exactly what would happen enough is enough you stand up to your governor and you tell him enough is enough and I will come in protect. But somebody has got to be held accountable. I seem to be the only one ever held accountable for anything. Uh, he's got to be held accountable. So you want to change something? You tell him when you get him to talk to me, I'll go in. Now, that's not the best thing to do as a president because you are abandoning all of those good uh, Americans, but I have a feeling that most of those people in New York City are good Americans that would want this to stop, and they want an easy way. They they'll tolerate the troops because uh, because they want the safety, but they will bash Donald Trump every step of the way because he did it. But secretly, they want those troops there. Nobody wants to be in danger. So why should the president take the heat for it? But by the way, speaking of New York, I don't know if you saw uh, there was uh, Chiara B, who was arrested on Saturday night in one of the protests. She was part of one of the real bad protests. It was at 12th Street and Broadway, um, a hotspot. Police cars were burned there. People were throwing and yelling and fighting with the cops. Thousands of people in the area at the time. A few arrests were made. One of them 
was Chiara B. She gave her address as 181 East End Avenue. That's Gracie Mansion. Uh, her last name, Chiara de Blasio. So de Blasio's daughter is, is uh, championing this. She's mm-hmm. part of this. The very next day, de Blasio warns, change is coming in this city. Change is coming. Okay. Uh, all right. So you're happy with this, de Blasio? I say, let it burn. Yeah, and he, he actually said he was incredibly proud of his daughter. And uh, here she is throwing stuff. She's seen throwing stuff at police. Unknown objects, they said. But I, So I don't know what it was she was throwing at them, but he's proud of well, that. I hope it... I, I hope they weren't feminine products because uh, there's a lot of people that can't afford those. And right. she, being a rich, rich person in a right. position of power, should not just be throwing those away. That's a really good point. Really good point. Thank you. I mean, you, Thank you, you. you talk about the chaos and the anarchy of a mayor's daughter participating in anarchy. And it's kind of troubling. So it's really tempting to say let it burn, but that that hurts America if New York is burned down. No, if you, but I don't think it would. You have too many companies there that would go and put the heat on De Blasio and to Cuomo and say, "You got to yeah. stop this. They're burning our national headquarters. You have to stop." Hopefully. By the way. Um, well, they'll only get the this is the problem. They'll only get the ones that are really, really racist, like like CNN, uh, you know, CNN. Uh, they've run the living black in America. I can't breathe. They did that special. Of course, the next day uh, they were vandalized in uh, in Atlanta and protesters uh, kind of used the CNN stand as a place to mount their uh, rally. So they must not have seen the special. The AFL-CIO, however, has been tweeting in this house, we will continue to fight for economic, social, and racial justice with every fiber in our being. Unfortunately, the AFL-CIO headquarters that was a block north of the White House was ransacked. There was fire in the lobby. The windows were all smashed out. The sprinklers went on, and lo and behold, you couldn't get any uh, firemen to this uh, area so i you know it's weird because you would think the, these particular protesters uh would read twitter and so they would know the afl cio is on their side uh then amazon of course uh the inequitable and brutal treatment of black people in our country must stop Together, we stand in solidarity with the black community, our employers, customers, and partners in the fight against systematic racist, uh, racism and injustice. Unfortunately, uh, Amazon trucks are being looted uh, uh, by these um, rioters, and uh, I don't think they understand that Amazon is on their side. They don't seem to. Yeah. So I, I think it would only be the conservative banks and the conservative uh, companies that would be putting pressure on de Blasio to stop the madness. I don't know if you saw there was a there was a video out last night that was posted. Uh, I think we have it at Glenbeck.com. It's it's amazing to watch. It's like 25 minutes 
of just people looting grocery, uh, um, uh, jewelry stores and, and, you know, the Foot Locker. It's crazy what's going on in New York. If I lived in New York, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable going out at night, which also I would like to point out all of the Tea Party rallies, they all happen during the day. Why aren't any of these protests happening during the day? Why is it always after dark? Because really nothing good happens after dark. Why is it all of these are marching at darkness instead of, like Martin Luther King, marching in the daytime where you would tie up traffic or whatever because you had a parade route? Why are, why are all these at night? It almost seems like it's advantageous for people who want to do bad things. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it has nothing to do. I'm sure it has nothing to do with it. Two other uh, two other stories. Uh, Sanders says the ultra rich have been looting for 40 years. This goes mm-hmm. to why Pat was loading his gun, because <laughs> they say they're coming to the suburbs. They're mm-hmm. coming to people who have stuff, you know, because they deserve it. How many times? I'm spend you, a second on that. How many times did you say when when we were talking about the coming uh, insurrection the from the French uh, communists and they put out that little booklet? And how many times do mm-hmm. we say they will drag you out of your penthouses? They will drag you out of your businesses, and they will kill you in the streets because you're wealthy. We are seeing the very seeds of that starting to sprout now and it that that kind of stuff is taking root it is not far-fetched to think of these rioters going on into businesses on wall street and dragging those guys out into the street is that far-fetched now i i, I no absolutely not it's really no i don't i don't think it's far i don't think it's far-fetched at all in fact i predicted that it would happen and right. here it is. Yep. And it, it's just begun. It's just begun. And uh, I would urge the president to be presidential and do what a, a good president should do, and that is protect all Americans. But I, uh, the, the devil inside of me says, screw them. You know, if California wants to sink itself, good luck. Maybe, maybe the United States should secede from California. If New York wants to destroy itself, maybe we should secede from New York. The rest of the country, to hell with them. They're intentionally destroying their economies. They're intentionally destroying their cities. They are intentionally bringing chaos. It, I want nothing to do with it. If that's what that those governors want, and if that's what those people will continue to vote in, to hell with you. I, why am I paying for you? Why am I worried about you? I know what you're doing is destructive. So, people, you need to come together and decide. Are you for law and order, or are you for this craziness in the streets? Because you can't have it both ways. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. When we come back, I want to talk about, um, I deserve this. Right now, American Financing uh, knows that you don't deserve, you don't deserve anything just because you show up. You've worked hard for what you have. And in these really troubled times, may I suggest that you need to save money more than ever. You need to make sure that your money is not going 
out to to pay the uh, fees for these banks and to um, uh, pay exorbitant fees for the credit cards. I mean, 20 percent interest rates when the bank is getting it for free. If you're paying more than four percent right now for your mortgage, you must get a new mortgage and AmericanFinancing.net are the people that can help you. AmericanFinancing.net. Ten minutes. You explain your situation. They'll tell you whether or not they're the right choice and can help you or not. They don't get you into crazy loans. These are really responsible. It's a family-run or family-owned operation. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. They have you covered coast-to-coast. 800-906-2440. 10 seconds. Station ID. So yesterday I was standing and talking to my uh, my daughter, Hannah, and uh, we were talking about the riots and she came out and she said, Dad, you have to see what's what's going on. And I said, no, I've I've watched it uh, all day and I reported on it this morning. I know exactly what's going on. She had seen some of the things that we had talked about um, on the air. And when you see them, it's a lot different than just hearing it. And um, she said, why are people doing this? And I said, well, she said, how can people live with this? How can people take things and then just live with it? And I said, well, you're either just totally morally dead inside or you've convinced yourself that you deserve it. And she said, that's a weird phrase that I deserve it. She said, because... Everybody can say, I deserve something that I didn't get. And I said, you know, look at it the other way. I always hear, I deserve it. And I think of it the opposite way. I hope I don't get what I deserve. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know there is an eternal price to everything that we do. And it's through grace that I don't get what I deserve. And that's the real problem. We've lost the idea of grace. We've lost this idea that uh, you're not going to get everything you deserve. Meaning uh, all of the bad things that you might have done. There's somebody who has paid that price if you turn your life around and turn your life over. So you're not going to get what you deserve. Instead, we look at it as, I deserve that. I've worked for this company forever, and they got rich, and whatever it is. You know, you're never going to get everything you think you deserve. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We are so self-entitled now. And when we're self-entitled and self-indulgent and we don't recognize our own personal thoughts and our own personal faults, um, it's a Molotov cocktail that's going to blow up in your face. Today, be grateful. I don't get everything I deserve. 
I take that as a great, great blessing of grace from God Almighty himself. Back in just a second. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Car Shield. You're one of those risk takers that everybody always talks about. Oh, yeah, he's a risk taker. Really, are you? You're a risk taker when it comes to, um, you know, um, your car check engine light going off? Because I'm not. I don't, I don't eat sushi at a gas station, although there is a gas station around my house that sells sushi and shrimp, and I don't know who would eat that from a gas station, but... Maybe it's a risk taker. Maybe it's something that, uh, you know, somebody who doesn't check their, uh, doesn't mind their check engine light going off. Maybe they eat the sushi there as well. Safeguarding your car against disasters that might come your way. The best bet is Car Shield because they have customizable monthly plans with rates that start as low as $99. You can choose the mechanic or the dealership to do the work. They take care of the rest. They offer 24-7 roadside assistance, a rental car while yours is being fixed. You don't have to worry about any of it. Rates as low as $99 a month. Call 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000. Mention promo code Beck, carshield.com. You can check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern or anywhere you get your podcasts at any time of the day. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Glad you're here. Just when you think you're safe, we're live from the Standing Rock Ranch. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have security up here and security just came in to let me know that everything is okay. I'm kind of isolated in our, our broadcast barn. And, uh, I said, what's going on? They said, well, uh, your wife just texted us help, help. And then it was all gibberish. Uh, and then the next text came in, uh, because they said, where are you? And the next text came in and said, help, help gibberish. Mm -hmm. Moms are after me. And they stood there for a minute and they went, oh, geez, the mother cows. And <laughs> my, my wife oh, was being chased by the cows. And I can bet you I have to ask her in another break. But I think I'll bet you she took her dog with us. And mm. Uno looks like a wolf or a bear to these cows. And when they're protecting their mother babies, Dumb they get very aggressive. Yeah, they get very aggressive. Could you aggressive. have any, any more stupid cows than that? I mean, they can't well, tell the difference between be, a dog I, and a wolf? <laughs> let, me <just> say, <laughs> let me just say this, Pat. Yes. I don't know for sure, but I am looking into that. Apparently, mm. there were giant five-pound salt licks that had just been dumped all over the farm. And I think those were put there. Uh, intentionally knowing that the cows were going to riot and they could use those as a weapon. Uh, so I, I don't know who put those salt lakes out wow. there. Wow. But, uh, we'll get to the bottom of it. So there's danger everywhere. There's danger everywhere. I just want to let you know. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk ab about a couple of things. Uh, first of all, um, I want to I want to mm -hmm. talk to you about... Uh, uh, Tony Tempa. Should, can we do Tony Tempa or, or, or should we do Chris Swanson first? Uh, okay. We oh, should don't do, have it yet. Yeah, we should do the other one first. Um, the the, the looter in Los Angeles. 
uh, we can do him first because he got okay. He got left behind by his comrades, uh, his friends, his his real <laughs> ones, as he calls them. His, his, his real, real ones. ones. Yeah, he's just out he with was, his real ones. He was out on a mission. He yeah. was out on a mission. Yes, he was. He was. And I don't want to tell you what that mission no. was, but yeah, it's, he, it's you an really important have to mission hear it from him. I think you'll you'll it find was out. A, it was really important. Yeah. And yeah, so, here he is uh, being interviewed after he was uh, <laughs> after he was arrested uh, looting. Here he is. All right, man. We saw you at the New Balance store. Why are you out here? Uh, man, period, point blank. Just like all my real ones trying to do, trying to get some money. <laughs> this is that's it. I'm trying to get some dough. That's, that's it. it. That's just it. out here for the money. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Anything to do with the protests? What happened in Minnesota? <laughs> I mean, a little bit to do with that too. A little bit. You feel a me? But bit. not really. I'm out here for the I dough. Feel you. But not really. Was it worth it? Obviously uh, not. I'm out here hemmed up. Yeah, y'all see it. Yeah. Man, if y'all gonna get some money, do it right. Don't do it the dumb way. Do it the smart way. Yeah. Good point. Thanks for your yeah. time, man. It's a good point. You know, when you're out that with your real ones point. and you're just trying trying to try to get some monies, it's, you, you need to do mm-hmm. it the right way. He he did it the wrong yeah. way. Did it the wrong way. Yeah, he did. I actually like this guy. At I least he was honest. <laughs> yes. He was like, no, I really didn't have anything to do with <laughs> who? I mean, Floyd, George, who are they? What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least he's honest about it. Very. And, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. that's something we should show our children. And that's what, you know, when we were growing up, do you remember the show with Ephraim Zimblis Jr.? Mm-hmm. The FBI. You mm-hmm. Remember that? What was the point of all of those cop shows? Even Beretta, uh, he, you know, he'd be there with that stupid bird, and at the end of the show, he would always make some point of, you know, man, crime doesn't pay. You know, it just doesn't pay. <laughs> right. You don't hear that anymore. No. Nope. You never hear that crime doesn't pay, and part of it is because some of these cities, it does pay. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. in, in Dallas, oh. they have now said that they're not going to prosecute anybody for any of these crimes. They won't prosecute. They, they've already come to a place, and this is before the riots. This is in the good times. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, if you go in and steal something and it's under $1,000, we're not going to prosecute you on that. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. <laughs> As a business owner, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. As long as the TV I steal is, you know, under a thousand bucks, I can have that flat screen if I want it. I I just go in and take it. Exactly right. I deserve it. Right. I'm getting what I deserve. Yep. And strangely, not getting what you actually deserve at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, how do you control, how do you have anything when you're not teaching crime doesn't pay? Mm-hmm. And in fact, you're teaching that crime does pay. I mean, you can get great TVs for under, you know, Absolutely. 600 bucks. Absolutely. That's why yeah. I'm going out I get, with, I get, I'm going out with my real ones uh, after the show and just uh, trying to get some really? monies. Just trying to get some monies. So I'm yeah, going down to I'm, Dallas to do it cuz in the suburbs you'll be arrested. But not in Dallas. Right. So Not in Dallas. Yeah. Not in New York. They're not going to prosecute in New York. So why why wouldn't you? I mean, think of this. If you don't think that this is coordinated, okay, uh, I guess you could live in that dream world. But couldn't you at least see that these cities and states that are not sending the police out, not mm-hmm. doing anything about it, uh, not prosecuting when you do have looters, can you not see how that is 
incentivizing. So what? They go to the police station. They get their fingerprints taken. Big deal. Apple has your fingerprints. They get your yeah. fingerprints taken. You go to the for for a couple of TVs. I I might do that. Take a quick ride down to the police station. Have one of my uh, real ones pick me up. <laughs> He's got a TV. I've got a TV. <laughs> Nothing else. Great. <laughs> And it was, I mean, sincerely, it was interesting too talking to Dan Bongino last hour, who said that the, uh, the attacks on the, on the white house, the protests that were happening, the rioting that was happening near the white house was actually coordinated. Uh, nobody is telling you that nobody is telling you that who's coordinating it. And obviously Antifa is at least according to Dan, uh, these things are being organized. We are, we are. I will tell you this. We have really good sources telling us that this is happening. The pallets and bricks and everything else. But I'm not willing to go on record until I have absolute proof on the coordination. But I will tell you, really top-level sources uh, are are verifying this. And I, I will also tell you that it shouldn't shock anybody. This is what they've been talking about. Everything that's happening is being described by these people who have already done it in other cities. And they're describing it for years. They've been describing it online, out into the open. This is what we want to happen. Why would you not think? You know, it's, it's like if I go into the bakery every day and I'm like, I love these donuts so much, but if I ever run out of money, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rob this place every day. And, I'll, and if you don't give me free donuts, I'll burn it down to the ground. And then some guy walks in who doesn't have a job and he says i want free donuts but he's wearing a mask and he says look i'll burn you down to the ground is it logical to at least question those that that guy where are you can you take your mask off for a second because it's probably the same guy and that's what you have with Inafa. you you have the same uh the same people showing up dressed the same Causing all kinds of uh, problems. They're not the ones looting the stores. They're the ones smashing the windows, spray painting, and setting things on fire. And and what is the, what is the end result in that? What is the end result, New York? If you don't get this under control, you're going to have businesses that say, "I'm not. I can't operate in New York." They won't control the crime. There is no freedom without security. And, you know, when you think about the way cops were established, you have to realize that this is still the same thing. These are your local cops and how we established police departments logically was we were all farmers. We were a group of people and we got in and we said, OK, we're all kind of like minded. We don't want to steal from each other. There's no real bad guys here, at least that I know of. And I'm I'm out tilling my field and then I have to go sell my goods someplace and I'm not going to be home and I'm going to be out in the field. And then sometimes I have to take a journey for weeks and who's going to watch over my wife and kids. And if everybody is saying that pretty soon, they all got together and said, let's hire somebody. You give a little bit and you give a little bit and I'll give a little bit and we'll hire somebody that we trust to watch our stuff. The minute that guy goes bad, you fire him. But we don't because of unions and everything else. Well, that's the social contract that we have. We hired someone to watch our stuff. 
Then we hired uh, somebody to to use the law, read the law, and make sure that there weren't any vigilantes, that there weren't any riots, that there weren't any of these things, and enforce the law. Well, the enforcers are not doing it. The judges are not doing it because of the cities. The people that you put in charge of your city so you could just work and the police. When all three have failed you, where do you go? What do you do? You just live with it? Because we can't do our jobs if we are constantly concerned about our security. There has to be some sort of law and order. And that doesn't mean it has to be draconian. It just means it has to be there. And when it's enforced, when that law is enforced, generally, people go along with it. Generally, people, as long as it's fair and just, they'll do it. If they know that, look, you shoot a cop, you should get the death penalty. That's just that's just the way it used to be, and I think it should be. If you kill a cop, instant death penalty, unless you can make the case that they were, you know, shooting at you for some unknown reason, unless it was a dirty cop. As long as it's not a dirty cop, and they and you you shoot them, instant death penalty. No long dragged out anything. Death penalty. You go through one trial, that's it, bye-bye. That would change things in America. Now, the same thing with the cops. If you kill a citizen, I think you actually are worse. If you And every cop makes mistakes, and we know that, and in the heat of the battle, I don't want to judge that, but when you are stepping on someone's neck or kneeling on someone's neck, You've lost a regard to that that is a citizen that you have to protect as well. Police have to protect the good guys and the bad guys. They're only trying to separate them and take the bad guys and deliver them to a just justice system. That's their job. That's a citizen, too. You may not like them. You may not like what they do, but that's your job. You kill a citizen like that, I think you should get the same penalty. So everybody knows, don't kill each other. Don't disregard each other. And, uh, and what happens to our society if it, if it breaks down? Remember, we hired cops and judges and mayors and everything else to watch over the stuff so we could go to work and do what we needed to do. We couldn't do both. So if you have lawlessness on the streets, New York, you're not going to have any business because the, the businesses will say, I can't operate here. I'm always replacing a front window. Do you see the footlocker? They put the, they broke in the night before. They put wood on the door. Then the looters last night went into the same place and finished the job. Well, you know what? I'm, if I'm Nike, I can't have a store here in New York. I can't. So how many jobs are lost? What happens to that huge, empty building now? You're going to have all kinds of problems. But here's the real problem. People like de Blasio, people who are for the democratic socialist, they want that to happen. They want the economy to be affected. That's why when they say, oh, it's Blackout Tuesday, you shouldn't sell anything. Screw you. 
We are wide open for business today. You want to buy something? Buy a mug. I don't care if it's mine or anybody else's. Go to shop.theblaze.com or go buy it from somebody else. But we are open for business today. We are not shutting down our economy anymore. They don't want you to buy anything. They want you to say something on your social media. Say this. Hey, I just bought a new hat. It's a great camouflage blaze hat. And I bought it at shop.theblaze.com. Yeah, because I think the economy is important. All right. Uh, if you're trying to sell your house, you need a great real estate agent. You also need, uh, you know, the police there so your house isn't burnt to the ground. Uh, but uh, a little tougher to uh, sell when it smells like smoke and only half of it is there. Um, but real estate agents I trust.com, these are the real estate agents that we have gone out and looked for to uh to find the people who have the same values and i mean uh not just you know values like i just believe in god but i mean work values the work ethic treat customers the way they're supposed to be uh treated and get the job done your word is your bond we've looked for those real estate agents who have the best track record in in your area and if you're looking to buy or sell a house, get somebody who's truly on your side that shares your values. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. They'll get your home sold on time and for the most amount of money. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service to you. Just I urge you to do your own homework. Talk to the real estate agent that we're going to turn you on to uh, and see if they're right for you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Boy, we have so much stuff left. Uh, we have um, uh, uh, Elijah Schaefer is coming up in just a second. Also, we have the uh, Polk County Sheriff, uh, Grady Judd, who was just great, who said, I'm telling all of my citizens in Polk County, love your guns, have them locked and loaded. And if somebody comes in your front door, blow them back out of your house. <laughs> it's an amazing statement. Uh, from a great sheriff in Polk County, Florida, Grady Judge. He's going to be joining us in a few minutes. You don't want to miss a minute. Miss a minute, miss a lot. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard me talk about my Tacova's boots and how much I love them and what a great company they come from. It's a small business that's doing things the right way down here in Texas. Well, given the challenges that we're going through as a country, Tacovis has asked me to speak about something else that comes to mind every time I put on my Tacova's boots. The cowboy. Now, you know, I'm not a working cowboy, but I know some of those guys, and not being one of them, I wouldn't pretend to be. But what I see in them, I see in other people, too, because in many ways, cowboy is just a mindset, an uncompromising can-do attitude, a willingness to help even when it's really hard. And most of all, the cowboy knows that the good guys always win in the end. So as you begin the hard work of bootstrapping this country and economy back into shape, Tecovis has the boots you need. Find your pair at tecovis.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck, tecovis.com slash Beck. And what do you say? Let's all be cowboys. Thank you so much, uh, Hillary. Uh, we have Elijah Schaefer. We have the uh, sheriff of Polk County. We, got, we have a lot of really great stuff still to cover. Uh, but first, let me just tell you... Um, 
as my wife is not uh, watching, she's out with the cattle right now. Um, she was right. She's told me for years, you should try this Bill Bar. It's really good. It's really delicious. And because I'm, I'm, I have a sweet tooth like crazy. And if I don't have something sweet at night, I just, I go crazy. Uh, and so she's like, this is really good, but it's a protein bar. Protein bars taste like garbage. They taste like a mm. doormat. Uh, this is with real chocolate. I don't know how they make these things. They're 150 calories. It's a protein bar. It's really good. It is like eating a candy bar. Um, it's healthy, good for you, uh, low calories, and it tastes great. I want you to go to Built Bar right now. Use the promo code BECK at BuiltBar.com. Get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code BECK for 10 bucks off at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, America. Welcome to it. It's another day, more riots, things on fire, and you're not supposed to buy anything, and you're supposed to say the right thing on social media today, or don't even post on social media. You're supposed to do whatever you're told by the mob. Screw you. They want you to close the store. You know what? Our store, shop.theblaze.com, open for business today. Got lots of stuff selling like crazy. May I suggest you buy something today and don't let the mob tell you what to do. If you are being told you should close your store, open your store up. If you're being you're being bullied online, that you have to say something because you're not politically correct. Screw you. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Now, I've wanted to talk to some people around the country today and see what they're feeling. We're going to squeeze some of those calls in. We, we have a police officer we're going to take. We, we also have Elijah Schaefer on with us to talk a little bit about uh, how we now have at least one newspaper that is verifying that this is a coordinated thing. He's been out in with Antifa for a very long time. We talk to him coming up, beginning in one minute. This is... The Glenn Beck Program. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about gold line. Uh, dollars are on the run uh, right now, everywhere in the world. Hong Kong, you can't get, you can't go to any place to exchange money and get dollars. Uh, dollars are being taken out everywhere because people are afraid a collapse, a financial collapse, is coming, and the dollar is the strongest one out there. Now, if these riots continue. It's not going to be strong. Um, you know, the, the worry, some headline that I saw a couple of days ago was the world worries. And they were talking about the riots. Once the world, the one thing we've had going for us is we have stable law and order. We are not like Greece. But strangely, these riots are going exactly the same way that they went in Greece. Uh, wow. They went in Ukraine. They went in the Arab Spring. They went in Argentina. Wow. I wonder if 
there's something that ties all those together. Yes, there is. Uh, but as these things go unstable, the dollar will go unstable. Uh, and it's, um, I just don't think, I told my kids the other day, I just don't think the dollar is going to be the, the world reserve currency. I think it will change in my lifetime. And <clears throat> I'm not feeling so well. Anyway, so Goldline, they are the only people that I buy or sell gold with. Um, they are people that I, they have gained my trust over 10 years. I put my money where my mouth is. I just bought some more gold. I bought some 1903 coins uh, just because I, you know, I happen to think that, uh, you know, well, I'm a collector of coins. I, no, I wouldn't collect these. I, wouldn't, I wasn't taking it just for the gold. I'm a collector of antique coins. Ask them about why I say that. Um, but anyway. Uh, Goldline will help you buy the gold or silver that you need to protect yourself and your family from just catastrophic events. Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. I want to go to Jim in Ohio quickly before we go to uh, Elijah. Jim, you're a police officer. Yes, sir. Uh, over two decades. And how are things going for you? What do you do? You want to say what city you're in? Yeah, we're in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, you know, like most officers around the country, we're doing our job, and we've been under attack for five days now. But it's not really why I'm calling. I'm calling because that doesn't bother us. We know how to deal with the riots. Uh, we're we're being under attack from our mayor and our city council. Our mayor has done two things. He said that our department, is la- he and the city council have labeled our department as entirely racist. Uh, inherently, there's hate, hatred in uh, police officer and policing. And he's also issued that a direct line to him, anybody that complains, uh, the officers will be directly, that touches a rioter or a protester will be directly investigated by him. So how does that make you feel about doing your job, Jim? Well, that scares us because, you know, a lot of us are, you know, I'm close to retirement, but there's a lot of people that aren't. And if you're just doing your job, you're doing it in the right way, and you, you know, you're, you're unjustly uh, criticized and fired, that scares a lot of police officers more than actually going out in the street and, and taking on the rioters. We had so that scares, you, that scares you into inaction. Correct. We had a congresswoman, which we have on video, assaulting a police officer. We brought it to the attention to our uh, staff. They refused to file charges against her. The prosecutor refuses to file charges against her. When we actually had the video, we had two city council members in the midst of the riots that were maced. And these are the same city council members that now says it's because our department's racist. Would you do me a favor? Could I put you back on hold, Jim? I'd like to get those videos from you. Uh, we'd like to investigate both of those and uh, and uh, let uh, the whole city and uh, the country know what's going on in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you so much. Let me go to Elijah Schaefer, uh, who has been down with these, um, these rioters uh, for a long time. He's been following Antifa. And when you were up with um, with Antifa and you were you were watching them beat people, et cetera, et cetera, you told me at the time, Elijah, that the police would just mysteriously disappear. That's because the police chief uh, and the mayor are are for Antifa, seemingly. 
Um, are you seeing a difference between other protests and, for instance, the Dallas police as opposed to the the um, uh, Portland police? Yeah, I think one interesting uh, aspect, uh, and I could be correct if I'm wrong, but um, Andy Noah, a journalist, has talked to me about how like the mayor of Portland, similarly as the, the police commissioner, and so some of these mayors have an uncanny amount of power and, and influence, as we just heard, uh, over the police department, whether indirectly by uh, directing anger from their, their populace towards them and misrepresenting them, or directly by telling them that they can they need to stand down and not do their jobs. Uh, but I have absolutely watched, uh, not, not where that police were overrun in cities like Portland over the years. I watched as they've just begun to gain control. And while I don't have a radio, I watched them answer calls, get back on their trucks, in their cars, and leave, and watch the protests and riots turn violent and uh, the vandalism increase when they had the opportunity to stop it in its tracks. So what is your take on this, Elijah, as you've watched these guys? uh, I mean, it's really important for top down, bottom up, inside out. That theory that I've been, um, you know, explaining for the last 15 years that you got to have people in power. This is the way they flipped countries uh, to be communist. Um, You have to have people who are communist in power, but they don't necessarily say they are. Um, but they have enough control to where they can move the system. You have to control the attorney generals and the prosecutors. We know that George Soros has been doing that for a while now. Uh, and you have to have these uprisings in the streets. No one prosecuted, no one paying any price until the, uh, until the people just stand up and they say to the federal government, help us, help us, nobody's helping us. And that's when you flip the country to, to a Marxist utopia. Does, yeah, does that sound yeah. too crazy at this point, Elijah? No, you know, it, it doesn't, Glenn. And I, I think what's really important uh, for your listeners to, to understand is that I have been documenting groups Uh, like Revcom, Revolutionary Now in Los Angeles, for years. Uh, Just recently, I have them on camera. They're calling for a revolution in the streets. They are yelling and taunting, and they are are completely calling on people to revolt. And, uh, you know, people laugh at me. Oh, why do you pay attention to this group? Why do you pay attention to that group? And I go, because they are literally calling for an attack on our country, internalizing it and calling for violence in our streets. And I take people seriously that call for threats of violence in our streets. Well, it looks like, uh, you know, it looks like they're not laughing anymore because groups like that are working tirelessly in large cities like Los Angeles to wreak havoc. And they're getting at least the first taste of the revolution. And if we've seen this escalation in just the last couple of years where the media laughed at me, mocked me, called me a propagandist for saying that these were viable threats to now just two years later, they're saying, oh, actually, these people are burning down our cities. I wonder if the next mm. step, as we're seeing in, in the protests last night and riots, that violence in just three days have escalated. So we went from two years to three days. Who knows what's going to happen in the next 24 hours? So tell me what you know about the, the BRIC situation, um, because I've heard two stories on this, and uh, we're close to some, some information that I hope to be releasing this week. Um, but at this point, until I have that information, I, I 
I don't know if it's just a coincidence and, uh, you know, Antifa happens to know where the construction site is. And so they they say, hey, everybody meet here. But I, I've I've been around a while now and most construction sites are fenced off. So you can't go steal a pallet of bricks, which is a lot of money. But these these organizers are meeting at places where there's these these pallets of bricks and they appear to be part of a construction site. Most of them. Um, But is this a coincidence or do you think this is coordinated? That's a really important question. And I want to make sure I only speak to to what I know here so that we don't uh, conjecture. I I went ahead and spoke to uh, somebody who worked in bricklaying for quite some time. And they confirmed with me that uh, construction sites do not leave bricks out, that they're a commodity that is often stolen. They're also uh, completely sealed, often with wired bars when they're left, uh, that continue to keep the package in place after it's brought off of a flatbed. But, you know, Glenn, um, that night when I made the claim that it was organized, that people were leading people to pallets of bricks, you know, I was mocked online and ridiculed as if maybe, just maybe, I wasn't trying to start a conspiracy. Maybe I was myself shocked um, to realize that somebody was looking to increase the violence and the, the vandalism. And I saw pallets of bricks in places where there was not construction. And I uploaded video footage of even protesters acknowledging in filming, like, oh, this is so fishy. I see this. There's no construction around here. Uh, these bricks are here. And there is footage right now online, and your, your audience can, can look it up of right near protests, flatbeds of trucks just coming and, and just dropping off pallets of bricks the day of the protest while there's cop cars all around. And that's what's most suspicious to me. Cop cars are there while a flatbed truck goes into a parking lot right next to the protest and drops off two giant pallets of bricks into the middle of a parking lot. I mean, if that doesn't breed suspicion in, in, the, in the eyes of any smart and intelligent American of why bricks are being dropped off in an inner city in front of officers while a riot is ensuing, then I don't know what would. I wonder if the Teamsters could answer that question. Teamsters would know who those truck drivers are. Teamsters would know what, uh, what the usual is. I wonder if they would answer that question. Yeah, I absolutely, I, I absolutely implore anyone with information, whether you work in uh, construction or you have background, to try to bring some clarity to the national conversation. And that's why, for the first time, uh, I think Americans are not only realizing that it's up to them to protect themselves, uh, whether it's you know from from deadly force that seems to be escalating, where police cannot help them. You know, one uh, pretty liberal individual on Twitter said that he had called the police because of an altercation between rioters and his neighbor. And the police said, the city is under attack. It's, it's, it's on you right now. <laughs> do, what you, do what you need to. And he goes, is this really America? And yes, this is America in, 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 in a good and a bad way. In a bad way because we're seeing our own governments that have been falling apart for years, unable to protect us, but on a good way because America has always been by the people and for the people. It's up to you to protect yourself. And right now, not only physically, but information-wise. You cannot trust the media, and we need you to help. So if anyone knows and has information, please contact you know, myself, Elijah Schaefer, online or this program and help us bring, bring to light the evidence and the, the, the deception uh, of people who are trying to pretend like this is all just random and somehow every city in America is just burning accidentally at the exact same time. 
Elijah, um, how is how do you think Trump is being viewed by the average American and the Trump supporter? Because I, I have heard many Trump supporters saying he's being weak. He's not uh, reacting. I know that Tucker Carlson did an, uh, did a uh, monologue last night where he pretty much called him weak. What is your thought? You know, uh, Glenn, I have been a, a very, a very big supporter of the president of the United States uh, since early on, since I saw him con- continue and completely uh, ignore the advice of so-called, quote-unquote, wise uh, counselors and instead speak to the heart of the American uh, worker and people and just act like a, a run-of-the-mill man who doesn't take any crud from people. You know, I, I don't think any leader just like George Bush during 9-11 really could fully understand how to respond to this because he's in a, he's in a very precarious situation. Everyone already calls him racist and fascist and, uh, you know, compares him to, you know, to Adolf Hitler. And so essentially, no matter what he does in the situation, I know as a, as a man, you wouldn't, you've, you're going to be labeled uh, in a very negative light. If you're tough on the violence, then you're racist. If you're not tough, you're weak. Uh, but I think everyone needs to give him a little bit of time. I do think that his speech was about three days too late <laughs> that he gave, but it was warmly welcomed in my understanding and i would hope that as he speaks and says that you know that america is a country of the rule of law that he would completely stand behind that and that he would set an example and a precedent but weakness is not the right word but maybe just a little bit delayed and perhaps just perhaps that could be because of bad counsel from people like jared kushner all right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, that's Elijah Schaefer. You can uh, follow him uh, at uh, uh, ElijahSchaefer.com. Uh, is, that, is that the web address? I'm looking for your web address here, well, Elijah. You, know, you, can, you can go to, to YouTube.com slash Slightly Offensive or YouTube. find uh, extended content as well at BlazeTV.com slash Slightly Offensive. Yeah. Uh, Slightly Offensive is a great show, uh, and you do a great job, and you're braver than most. So thank you so much, Elijah. I appreciate it. I want to talk to you about Tacova's boots. Tacova's boots are really, truly the best. They're the best boots. I was talking to my uh, daughter yesterday who was out at the ranch, and I said, you got to get the kids some cowboy boots. And uh, I don't think Tacovas makes cowboy boots for little kids, but uh, she said, okay, why? And I said, well, you know why cowboys wear cowboy boots? And she said, no. And I said, snake bites. Uh, you know, you're walking through the tall grass. You make sure that you're not getting bit by a snake. Uh, but cowboys like that uh, don't exist everywhere in America. And you're in a city. You're not worried about, well, you probably are worried about snakes, just different kinds of snakes. But you're wearing a pair of Tacovis cowboy boots. It says something about you. And s- screw the rest of the world. It says something about you to you. It reminds you of integrity. It reminds you of who you are, that you are handmade just like these boots, that you made yourself. It's, there's something honest about a handshake and a look in the eye that a cowboy gives you. That's what Tacovis is all about. And you feel them every time that you put them on. 200 steps to make these things. And half the price of a similarly priced boot. It's Tacovis. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Find your pair now. Tacovis dot com slash Beck. Western goods for your frontiers.
to Covis. 10 seconds, station ID. Let me go to Ray in Pennsylvania. Hello, Ray. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi, Glenn. How are you? I'm very good. Hello? Oh. Yeah, I'm I there. I just wanted to bring something to your attention. Um, I went to vote today at the polling station, and there was only okay. two people in there, person in before me and myself. And I heard the people tell her or him, whoever it was anymore, to fill out this paper and go over to the table and... I'm thinking, what? So I gave them my ID. They checked out. And then they tore off a piece of paper from uh, the computer and said, go fill this out over there at the table. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought voting was anonymous. Nobody's going to know who you vote for. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's getting checked out. <laughs> I, I, just, I mean, I voted for many, many, many years. And now all of a sudden, I've got to get checked out as to who I'm voting for. I walked out. So, so, so wait, hold it just a second. Because I've been at voting places where you have to put the ballot into the box, the locked box itself. Nobody exactly. should touch that ballot after you have. No, so, well, so what is this system? What's going on there? And can you watch them put it into the box? Uh Truthfully, I can't say that for sure, because, as I said, there was a person in there before me. Uh, I was doing the information as they were, and my eyesight's not that great. So I'm going to say probably not, because you're filling it out, and they're putting it into the computer or whatever it is they're putting in. Wow. Wow. Welcome to a brave new world, uh, Ray. Thank you so much for that report. We uh, will check into that. We are doing a special coming up soon uh, on uh, this this new ballot system. They are finding all kinds of problems with it. It is not good for the American Republic. More in just a second. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have the amazing uh, sheriff from Polk County, Florida, coming on in just a second. The guy who said, hey, I want my citizens to arm themselves and someone tries to rob you, blow them out the front door. Uh, it's quite an amazing statement, and we, he's on with us in just a second. All right. Uh, the smart device that you've, you know, you're about to get for Father's Day, you're not supposed to know about it, but you do anyway because your kids can't last five minutes, you know, in an interrogation room. They blab everything within earshot. So you know you're getting that device. Here's the deal. Make sure that that device is protected before you go on Wi-Fi. And your best bet for that is going to Norton 360. Norton 360 helps you stay more private, if you will, in today's connected world by working to keep prying eyes out. You get Norton 360 real-time mm-hmm. protection against existing and emergent threats for your information. Uh, VPN operating on bank-level encryption, password manager, and so much more. Get 50% off your first year with an annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck. Are you tired of always arguing with socialists? Save yourself some time. Just get them Glenn's book, Arguing with Socialists, which is out right now. 
This is the Glenn Beck Program, live from the Standing Rock Ranch. Uh, I have to play some audio from yesterday. This is uh, Sheriff uh, uh, Grady Judd. He is the sheriff of Polk County, Florida. I want you to listen to what he said in a press conference. We have received information in social media that some of the criminals were going to take their criminal conduct into the neighborhoods. I would tell them if you value your life, you probably shouldn't do that in Polk County. Because the people of Polk County like guns. They have guns. I encourage them to own guns. And they're going to be in their homes tonight with their guns loaded. And if you try to break into their homes to steal, to set fires, I'm highly recommending they blow you back out of the house with their guns. So leave the community alone. I lived uh, in uh, Polk County, I think. I lived in Polk County, Florida, uh, and I did not get a chance to vote for him, but I think I would have. He was overwhelmingly elected uh, sheriff in 2004, reelected in 8, 12, 16, and I'm guessing he's going to do well the next time should he decide to run. Welcome to the uh, program. Grady Judd. Thank you very much. And certainly I want to continue serving the people of Polk County and keeping them safe and supporting them while they do the right thing. So, uh, Grady, are you did you see something um, in the you know, in your county that uh, disturbed you or is this just what's happening all around the country? And they've been saying they're coming to the suburbs. So you were just well, making sure everybody understood. The, the county is about 690,000 people. And as you can imagine, we have a large sheriff's office here. And our intelligence group picked this chatter up off of the f- different Facebook or social media posts. I don't think it was on Facebook. It was another social media We weren't able to verify it at the time of the press conference, but we take all of those threats serious until we can discount them. And we weren't able to discount it because we saw it from more than one source. So I was responding to a reporter's question, but at the end of the day, that's, to me, common sense. I mean, it's gone viral. I looked last night, and it was 2.5 million views. But think about this, Glenn. All we said was what every citizen in the United States has a right to do. You're home, in your house, and looters take to the neighborhoods, and they're going to break into your home to rob, to steal, to set your house on fire? Why wouldn't you blow them out of your house with your firearm? You've got the right to protect yourself, your family, and your home. So to me, it was just common sense. I find it interesting, uh, Grady, that there has been such a movement to get guns out of the hands of average citizens. And the same people who have been trying to do that are now in the streets causing all of this uh, ruckus and saying, we're coming to your house. You think it's a coincidence or are these things coordinated, do you think? I think it's absolutely coordinated. You know, it's pretty basic, but you know the old saying, when you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns. The reality is, Mm -hmm. I've been in law enforcement my my entire adult life. 
outlaws, criminals, thugs, they don't pay any attention to rules. If they did, we wouldn't have criminal conduct. And the criminals always have guns. So that's what shocks me about this. The criminals always have guns. So if the criminals have guns, why in God's green earth wouldn't we want law-abiding citizens to at least be able to arm themselves, to protect themselves and their family? And there are areas in this country, if people didn't have guns in their homes, they wouldn't be safe. So what we're saying is, look, when the criminals start obeying the law, when the criminals start doing what's right, then come back to us and talk about gun control. I don't think we'll ever have that conversation. I don't think so either. I still wouldn't give up my uh, I still wouldn't give up my gun. I mean, I have a right to protect myself and I think we're seeing now why there needs to be magazines that hold more than 7 bullets. I mean, look at some of these beatdowns that are happening in the cities. There are, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 people that are after one person and just beating them. I mean, uh, you know, I have a right to live and I have a right to my own opinion and I have a right to say it. Uh, you have a right to protest, but not to beat me to death. At least give me a shot of, of saving my own life. And that's absolutely correct. But I can assure you of one thing, that 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 second, third, fourth, fifth person, when you modify that first person's behavior with a gun, the others decide to go the other way. And, and when you can't be safe in your home, you can't be safe any place at all. But you have the right, especially in the state of Florida, we have beautiful laws, not only castle doctrine laws, but we all also have a stand-your-ground law. And it's really been taken out of context. Our stand-your-ground law doesn't mean that you can enter into a conflict and stand your ground. The intent and the pure purpose of that law is you're a law-abiding citizen behaving, walking down the street, minding your own business, and someone comes up to attack you, to beat you down with a, a stick, a baseball bat, they have a knife, they have a gun, certainly you have the right to protect yourself. You don't have to run from somebody that may be faster and certainly wants to assault you. And to mm-hmm. me, it's common sense. And, and when you look where the problems are occurring, traditionally, it's in the communities that have stopped the good people from doing what's right, possessing their firearms, having easy-to-access concealed weapons permits, and obviously, then the criminals take over. So... Where do we go from here, Sheriff? What should the the sheriffs and the police forces around the country be doing right now to make sure they stay on the right side and their and their uh, their cities and their counties are protected? Glenn, I'm glad you you asked. That. The the police are nothing but a microcosm or a reflection of the community. When you saw these police agencies around the country that weren't appropriately responding to protect lives and to protect property, that is a reflection of the government. That's a reflection of the decision makers. The police officers are the enforcers. They don't create the laws. 
they just obey the laws and enforce the rules. So when police officers are told to stand down, let them burn the building, police officers stand down and let them burn the building. When police officers in other communities are told, you're not going to let them burn out our stores, and then, then that's exactly what the police can do. We have the resources to protect people's property and to protect their lives. But if the leadership of a community, the mayors, the city commissioners, the governors, the state legislators, if they capitulate, if they back up, because of a use of force or threat against them, or a threat of force against them, if they tell the police to stand down, then you get what you get. There's a horrible video back in the Baltimore riots where the police were were told, do not engage these people that are tearing up and burning this store. And there was certainly enough police officers there to do it. So you have to not look at the police. You have to look at the leadership and the management of the city or the mm-hmm. community. And uh, how do you think the police and sheriffs are handling it uh, so far? I mean, between COVID, there were some really dicey things that were happening around the country with COVID. Uh, and uh, some sheriffs, uh, mainly sheriffs, but some police officers uh, stood up against some of the draconian things that were happening in the state. How do you think, sure how do you think the, the police are handling it? Well, we've got a lot of challenges on our plate right now. COVID is certainly a problem. We've got high unemployment. We've got folks who have an environment where they can legally wear masks all the time and be in positions to, one, protect themselves with a mask, or two, hide themselves with a mask while they rob. So when you add to that this environment that we have here now, that is absolutely, totally shocking. First and foremost, no rational, reasonable police agency, police officer, could ever defend the conduct of that police officer in Minneapolis. That was totally horrific. There's not enough words to talk about that. I mean, there just is not adequate words. Never has a police officer been trained in a police academy to put their knee on someone's throat. Regardless of whether they're resisting or not, you don't kneel down on someone's throat. So let's set that aside but that for a second because we all agree that that was horrific and wrong. And in this community, had that police officer done that, I would have had him in jail before sundown. But that doesn't give people a right to riot, to loot, to steal. Yes, you want to protest? What's the difference, Prote- What's the difference between a protest and a riot? A protest and is when, and we had one Sunday, where we had four or 500 people show up to protest against the death of George Floyd. It was healthy. It was good. There was old folks there. There was young folks there. There were children there. And they protested that horrific event. It was a wonderful event. They exercised their First Amendment rights. It was so passive, the local police department didn't even visually have law enforcement officers in the crowd. But let me tell you what happened. The protesters then went home. But from there, the anarchists, the rioters, they, they marched down toward the police department with some protesters. 
And after they protested at the police department, then those protesters went home, and that left the anarchist, and it left the rioters. And that's the people that we had problems with in this community. Well, the police department called the sheriff's office, and we all mustered together, and we pushed them out of the intersection after they had torn up one building and damaged one car and injured one set of people, which, by the way, was one of the protesters that they got mad at. But that's the difference. Protesters are exercising First Amendment rights. Rioters are taking advantage of the situation in order to loot, steal, hurt people, or create absolute chaos. And we that's why it's important for police agencies to be allowed to go in and pick the dissidents out, the troublemakers out that's inciting the riot. When you get them out, then you are left with the protesters. Sheriff, it has been great to talk to you. Thank you for your insight. Thanks for the courage for uh, standing up. Uh, and uh, my best to all of your all of your fellow officers. And uh, I wish you nothing but safety and uh, and health. Thank you so much, Sheriff. By the way, well, thank you we very should much. Keep our you bet. We should keep our our policemen, first responders in our prayers. I can't imagine what it's like to go to work, especially in a city that is hostile to cops. And you're one of the good guys. Uh, we have two cops in Vegas uh, in the hospital. One of them seriously injured. Uh, we have four in St. Louis in the hospital, and um, two cops last night were run over in Buffalo, Ohio. How many is it going to take before America says enough is enough? Because I can't believe any honest, decent America uh, American is with the looters at this point. Back in a minute. All right, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Relief Factor is going to get you out of pain. At least it does for 70% of the people that try it. I've had people who have had bad back problems for decades uh, or some sort of pain in their arm, their legs, their hands, whatever, and they have not been able to find anything uh, that would help them get out of pain. And their life was pretty much over. They gave up. That's when they came to Relief Factor. And Relief Factor, 70% of those who uh, try it go on to more, order more month after month. Why do you do that if it doesn't work? ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, ReliefFactor.com. Go there now and get your life back. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you're here. Um, Pat and I were just talking off the air. He's a little concerned about Donald Trump and the election. Mm -hmm. And I keep seeing these polls that, you know, Biden is way ahead. I don't know, 10, 12 points ahead. And it's starting to become uh, pretty consistent. Uh, And so, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, it's just a little frightening because you got the COVID-19, you got the rioting, uh, you have all these different factors involved. You got 98% of the coverage against him. It's it's a little concerning now. Um, yeah, I'm 
scary. Well, I, I, I think we all should be concerned, but I will tell you this. I, I think this is all coming undone. If America decides to vote uh, for these people that have been involved in deep, deep corruption mm-hmm. uh, and paying, playing footsie with Antifa and all these people, if that's what America chooses in the end, the, we deserve to fail. We deserve to fail. Yeah. Um, and this isn't my country anymore. That's so small consolation, it, it would, though. It would, it's not. No, not, I know. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think. Hope not. I think, you know, they're saying that he's a dictator and he's being weak. That yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. No. Um, but if, if you don't think Donald Trump, his first response is to go out and personally roll up his sleeves and bitch slap these uh, protesters, you're, <laughs> you got another thing coming. Yeah, for sure. He's anything but weak on this. And I think he is uh, being restrained, but I think you're going to see him get very serious with these states that are not doing the right thing for the American citizen. Because he does believe in America and what we are. This is the Glenn Beck Program.